To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. We continue to talk about joy as one of the keys to the kingdom. Yesterday we looked at Psalm 118, verse 24, where he says, Today is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice, or let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we talked about the fact that no matter what the day is, whether it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Friday, a Sunday, it doesn't matter if it's rainy, it doesn't matter if it's sunny, it doesn't matter if it's January, it doesn't matter if it's June, none of that stuff matters. What matters is today is the day the Lord has made. And because he has made it as a gift to me, as a gift to you, as a gift to all of us, I'm going to rejoice <laughs> And be, be glad in it. it. No, no, no. We're not going to rejoice and be sad. sad in it. We're going to be rejoice and we're going to be glad in it, in it right? So because we, it is. It's a gift that right. is given to us today. And just if somebody comes up and gives you a gift, especially a good one, are, are you sad about that gift or you get a big smile on well, your face? Right. <laughs> See, and, and you know what? The, it, it can be gift wrapped because you don't know what's going to happen. The right. day, we don't know what's going to happen to us today. I don't know what's going to happen not from one here to three o'clock. Right. Not one of us knows what's going to happen to us today. And so it's a gift that we get to open as we go. So if somebody walks up to you and they've got a present for you and it's wrapped up, most people don't go, no, I don't want it. It's it's a present. Since I don't know what's in it, I don't want it's to open trap. it. It's a trap. Right. I mean, we get <laughs> excited. We get excited about the fact that there's this present and, and it's for me. It's for me. And so he says here, today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. In and maybe that's why... Now is called the present. Every day is a present. It's the present really time is, right now. Because you don't know what's in the present because it's got to get unwrapped. And as the day unfolds, you have to receive it as a day that the Lord has made. And everything the Lord has made is, is good and perfect. Well, see, he's already told me that he's going to work everything to the good. Here it is. For those who love it. So it's a good present. So somehow he's going to work it to the good. I was just telling somebody that earlier. All things work together for the good. And who knows what's going to happen, but somehow he will work it all to the good. Even if it's some adversity, it's still going to work out for my good. And we were talking before we came on the air. There's no such thing as luck. Not for for a child of God. Right. There's no such thing as good luck. There's no such thing as bad luck. 
we use terms like that because things happen to people. The world uses terms like right. that because <laughs> things happen and we can't explain it. We, we have no explanation. So the world says, boy, that was bad luck. Or the world says, boy, that was good luck. Or if it wasn't for luck, bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Right. And so the we as believers understand that there's no such thing as bad luck, but that in all of it, God is going to work everything to the good. We're talking about joy, you know, and, and this is the day the Lord has made. I also want to look a little bit today about Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, where he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So rejoice in the Lord always. So today is the day the Lord has made. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter what month of the year it is. It doesn't matter for what the weather's like. Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. At the same time, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And just in case we didn't get it, he says, I will say it again, rejoice. And it's rejoice in the Lord always. Not rejoice in the Lord when things are going good. Not rejoice in the Lord when things are going your way. It's rejoice in the Lord always. And you know, as you're just declaring rejoice in the Lord always, I'm hearing in my spirit, rejoice in what the Lord said always. Because the gospel is good news, and God is positive. So if I'm rejoicing in the Lord, and the Lord is our Savior, God, Jesus, I have to rejoice and remember what he said. What it, I always ask people, yeah, I know the circumstances says this, but what does God say about it? And we like to put a lot of weight on the circumstances, the facts. But Just the facts, Jesus man. says, I am the truth. The way, and there's a difference. There's a difference from the facts and the truth. The facts was the wind was contrary, but the truth said, "Peace be still." Yeah, there's, there's a lot of revelation. And again, I just want to go back a little about these keys of the kingdom. Again, keys lock and unlock things. So, God's desire is that we have joy. So He says, "Use this key called joy, and it's going to unlock." something in heaven for you because he says there's the keys to the kingdom of heaven and they're going to unlock. So you, again, the, we're always the decision maker. The ball's always in our court. You can use this key or not use the key. And, and again, the Bible refers to these keys also as commandments, but they're commandments with a promise. God doesn't tell you to do something or access something or to use something without a corresponding promise to it. So if he, just like forgiveness, he says, you forgive people, you will be forgiven. <laughs> he doesn't just tell you yeah, to do We don't do like something. that. You got, you forgiven, yeah. then you'll be well, forgiven. Well, we just want to be forgiven, <laughs> but we don't want to extend it. So God never tells us to do, well, any responsible parent would never tell his child to do something that doesn't have a, ben a positive benefit to it. So it's to our benefit as children of the Most High God, as students of the Scriptures, as those who are being transformed into the image of Jesus. Scripture says in Romans, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you're going to renew your mind by the Word of God. So if the Word of God or the command of God tell you to utilize these keys, and here's one that's going to keep your whole body and your spirit in the positive is joy, <laughs> You should use that. Now, as I was thinking, I was looking at the scripture in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. He sums it up. Well, in, in verse 11, he says, rejoice. There it is again. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. Now, I'm going to drop down to verse 13. He sums it up and says, May, now, when is now? Is that the present? 
I guess I think that'd be now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now. So, so whenever now, may the God of hope. Remember, faith is some of the things hope for. So he said, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. Man, there's a lot of adjectives in there. Fill you with some joy. No, he said all joy. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See, you just got to believe this key is going to work. That's, that's how it's going to work. Because God can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. Plus, you can believe they're going to work and still not do them. Right, right, right. And you can... You can receive them and then don't believe their work. You so, can want to be in a bad mood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, the ball's always in your court. I said before you this day, blessings and cursing, life and death. Then he tells you which one to choose. Choose life. So, okay, let's read this again. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God wants you to be filled with joy. He says, I, I want to fill you up. And he says, through the Holy Spirit. And this because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Oh, you can have joy. Because that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. You can have anything. You have access to everything in heaven. Because you're his now. You're in the family. <laughs> so you have to access, you access all of this through that first key, faith. You can access joy through faith. If God said it, you trust in that. You have confidence in what he said. He said, I give you joy and peace. Okay, I received that. Just like signing for a package when a mailman or UPS come. You sign for the package. You basically say, I received that. And with all the things that God has for us, all the keys, all the gifts, you can receive it or you can reject it. Yeah. And here's the first one, getting saved. Jesus says, as many, Scripture says in John chapter 1, as many as received him, he gave them the right or the authority or the power to become children of God. It's all about receiving. You can receive what the Lord has for you, what God has for you, and he has a lot of joy for you, because in him is joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. You can have it, receive it, or reject it. Well, you know, he talks about it, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He doesn't say, behold, I stand at the door with a sledgehammer, and I'm coming in whether you want me or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knocks, and we have the choice to open the door or not to open the door, and people exercise that choice every day. The same it, it is just amazing to me how often it is that people want to blame circumstances. They want to blame other people. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can be the, they don't have joy in their life. They don't have peace in their life. They don't have whatever it is in their life. And for some reason, we want to blame others or blame the circumstances that we are in for why we don't. When the reality is it is ultimately up to us whether or not we're going to accept the gifts of God, whether we're going to use the keys that he has given to us, or we're not. It is not always going to be somebody else's fault that you're unhappy. It's not somebody else's fault that you don't have joy. It's not somebody else's fault that you don't have peace. I talk to people all the time, and they think that what they really need is a new job, or they really need a new boss, or they really need a new wife, or they really need a new husband. No, what they need is the peace of God. Well, I was thinking, the joy. all I need is the joy of the Lord. Right. The scripture says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But see, they so, think the reason they don't have joy is because they their don't wife, have a job. or right. because of their husband, or because of their job, well, or yeah. because of their boss. And if they could just get rid of one of those things, then all of a sudden they would have joy. Joy doesn't come from any of those things. Well, joy comes from, from heaven. The scripture says every good and perfect gift come from above. It says that, I believe, in, in 
first Peter or second Peter or Philippians, every good and perfect gift. Well, I believe joy is a good and a perfect gift and it comes from heaven. Remember I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He said, so you can, you can go use that key and unlock that door of joy and you can get as much as you want. Remember all joy. Well, it comes as a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Right. It, it, it comes with uh, salvation. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that, too. The scripture says over in Hebrews that there's things that accompany salvation. A lot of people think you just get saved, and then you just patiently wait or hurry up to try to get to heaven. Well, that's not the end. That's, that's the icing on top of the cake that you're going to reside forever and ever in heaven, eternity. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, I'm on earth right now. And then he said he came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. And then he says, I'm going to give you the keys. I'm going to give you the wisdom or unlock some mystery for you to have that. Keys to the kingdom. And whatever you unlock, you can have. And again, we just have to get in a good Bible-based church <laughs> or teach somebody that's teaching you this. I always say this. Sinners need preaching. Christians need teaching. Everywhere Jesus went with his disciples, notice he taught them. He taught them principles of the kingdom. And then before he departed, ascended, he told them, go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them all the things that I taught you. And he says, bring it to your remembrance. He said, do this in remembrance of me. I believe we he's talking about communion, do this in remembrance of me. Remember everything that happened during our time together. We like to remember that one time during communion up on the cross. Well, Jesus had more. That only lasted how long? A couple hours? Well, his whole earthly ministry lasted only that. And he told the disciples, do this in remembrance of me. And when you go to somebody's funeral, you just don't remember the last week they were alive. You remember their whole life. And that's what Jesus was saying. Remember all the things I taught you. Then he went and said it concerning the Great Commission, teaching them to observe all the things that I taught you. So that's what, why you need to be in a good Bible-based church. Scripture says he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teaching for the equipping or the perfecting of the saints. Saints need to be equipped or perfected. You, you're not sovereign. You can't do it by yourself. You're not alone. You need some. Every sheep needs a shepherd. Yeah, they need one. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't, I don't need that. Me and God got our own relationship. Well, if you're so tight with God right there, he's going to speak to you through the scriptures and tell you, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together with other believers. He's going to tell you, you need a pastor. You need to submit to somebody. And again, we've been programmed, especially in the United States, oh, we don't need nobody. I got this. I could do this on my own. No, the word is what it is. You need to have somebody to tell you about the joy of the Lord. Well, see, and, that, and we've just been programmed to the point where not only do we not want people telling us what to do, we don't want God telling us what to do. Oh, yeah, do. we really are. No. I mean, we don't, we don't even need God's help because we got this all mapped and out. And that's why you can go to other countries because they're so hungry. They're so hungry, and now they're getting the miracle signs and wonders. We didn't got so comfortable over here in the United States because we got too much. We really don't need yeah, God. Complacency we need, is as dangerous right, right. as neat. In, in America, we neat. use God like a spare tire, pull in case of emergency. Right. But he says. You get really sick, you call on God. Yeah, yeah. But, but he if says, it's this is the fluid, day. you know it's going to go away. You don't yeah. have to worry about that. But I'm reminded, this is the day that the Lord has made. In Proverbs 3, 5, he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Another scripture said, don't be wise in your own opinion. 
you got a lot of Christians. They're just wise in their own opinion, meaning they don't have the mind of Christ. Scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You got to let God's word dwell in you richly. That's the only way you're going to have a victorious life. That's the only way you're going to fulfill your plan and purpose and destiny that God preordained and predestined for you. That's the only way you're going to have victory. You have to submit. See, a lot of people just don't understand, though, that they're a child of God. I'm convinced more and more as time goes on that a lot of people just don't understand really who they are and that you really truly are a child of God. That's what he tells us in 1 John, you know, that behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God and that's what we are. And he says, and that's what we are. We are God's children. And so as God's children... We have, as you said earlier, everything that he has, he wants to give to us. He wants to give us love. He wants to give us joy. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us comfort. He wants to give us all of those things. We have all of those things. We just somehow sometimes forget what we have. We forget who we are. He says if you as evil men know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more do I know how to give to you? And so God has given us all these things. Do we lay claim to them? You, you know, you go back. Keyword, oh, lay claim to them. Right. Me. You just go back again. So you, let's say that you were a prince or a princess and your dad and your mom were the king and queen of some country and you had all this property, you yeah. had all this castle, you had all of whatever there was and you said, I just don't want any. You have everybody access would, to it. Every, right, and everybody would say, well, that's just crazy. And we would say, yeah, that's just crazy. Of course I'm going to want what my father, the king, has. Yet as Christians, oftentimes we act almost as if we do not want what our father, the king, has. He has all of these gifts for us, all of these treasures for us. And unfortunately, too often, we almost act like, we don't want it. We don't lay claim to it. We don't lay claim. He says, you can have joy in your life. But for some reason, we almost, he says, you don't have to worry. But for some reason, we don't want to take that. We want to worry. All these things he wants to give us. If we just lay claim to what it is that he has done and wants to give us, our lives will be transformed. Well, well sometimes we, we just think we're imposing on God if we ask him for things. And again, back to being a student of the scripture, he says, now that you're children of the most high God, you can come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need. And speaking of need, he said, you fathers being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. He says, compared to me, you fathers, you guys are evil, but you still know how to give good gifts to your children. He didn't want to say, how much more would your father in heaven give gifts? Good gifts to those who ask. So that's why he went to say, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open. Again, I tell people, you got to spend time with God in his word, meditating on his word, hearing. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Instead of listening to all this world programming, Scripture says don't be conformed to this world. You came out of the kingdom of darkness. You've been translated into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of from heaven. Now you got to get reprogrammed to operate in that kingdom. Just like you just used the example of the princess. Well, if she know all the rights she has as a child of her parents, 
She knows how to operate. She knows how to access. I'm going to take it to the other side. She knows how to access the things from her parents that her parents possess. And it's simple. Just make her request made known. She knows that. Anybody whose parents have influence or affluent, they just go and ask. And he said, you parents being evil, you already know how. You do it for your kids. He said, and heaven is just reserved. There's a big old reserve. That's the Federal Reserve. <laughs> The heavenly reserve. He said, I have stuff up here waiting. And I, I got to tell this quick story. There was this guy that died and went to heaven. He went to heaven, Christian. And uh, as he was there, he seen all these big storehouses, these big warehouses. And he asked one of the angels, man, what's in here? And he said, oh, it's just stuff. This is stuff just been laid up. Stuff that my children never even asked for. Had it available for them. They just never asked me for it. He's like, wow. And, and the scripture says, God has things laid up for us in heaven. And all we have to do is ask. We have to come like children to a parent and ask. So if you're lacking in joy, ask God, Lord, give me that peace which surpasses all understanding that you said that's made available to me. I want that. If it's not in your life, just ask them. I tell people, ask them. Anyway, I tell people, uh, the Bible says submit to God. You know, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll exalt you. So if you're low in joy, Permit yourself. Come up under God. He said he'll exalt you. He says, I got plenty of joy. I'm not short on joy. That's another thing. We think, God, there's a shortage. There's wow, an economic shortage <laughs> in heaven. But heaven has abundance. That's why Jesus said, pray this in this manner. Thy kingdom come. He says, first pray, our Father in heaven. It's all about relationship. Our Father. Positions, too. We're the child. He's the Father. Hallowed be your name. I mean, there ain't no name greater than your name. Then he says, declare this, that your kingdom will come. Your way of doing things will come. Your will will be done here on heaven as it is done in earth. And we can do that. We can petition heaven as children of God all day long. I do it all day I'm just releasing heaven's healing on people. When I'm talking to people, if they tell me they're sick, oh, well, I know heaven's got plenty of health and healing. Freely I receive, freely I give. I lay hands on them and pray to Word of faith on him, and I just leave it at that. Now, it's up to God to make it happen. I did my part. He just needs a conduit. Well, you know, we live in a world where there's finite amount of different things. And I know a lot of people that grew up, I talked to older people that grew up in the Depression, and, man, they knew what it was like to not have anything. Mm -hmm. And you, even if you grew up in a time, the age that we are, you know, we grew up in the, 60s and the 70s when the country was pretty affluent and everything was going pretty well and so we don't have any idea really what that lack was but even in those times there wasn't always all right. of anything right i grew up in the 70s and we there's some lack going on right and <laughs> so we look around in in the the way we've seen life and there's always a finite amount there's a finite amount of the you know the government talks about how they're going to divvy up the money there's a finite amount of it and and people will have bills to pay, and there's a finite amount of money to pay them. And we, you know, you, you're at Thanksgiving, and there's, even if there's only 40 people there and you got three turkeys, there's there's a finite amount of turkey for each person, right? I mean, uh, Uncle Tom can't go up there and grab a whole turkey because somebody's going to slap him. So, uh, you know, there, there, there's just times where we see, and we say, well, if I give all of this to you, Vince, but then I'll have none to give to anybody else. And that's what we've seen in the world, and that's the way the world is. 
God's kingdom is nothing like that. You can give all of God's love. God can give all of his love to you, Vince, and he can give all of his love to me. Right. He can give all of his love to anybody listening, and he can give all of his love to somebody else. He can give all of his joy to you, and he can give all of his joy to me. He can give all of his peace to you. He can give all of his peace to me. There's no lack in heaven. God's not up there going, we're just about out of peace. Hopefully nobody <laughs> asked. <laughs> hopefully nobody asked for too much peace today because we're just about out. Well, we're just about out of joy. Boys, first come, first serve. Better get in here quick because we're just about. No, God is never thinking, boy, I'm almost out. He doesn't think scarcity. And we've been programmed in this world system economically just to think scarcity. And as you were just saying that about he has an abundant supply of everything, basically. The scripture hit me. God so loved the world. He has enough love to love the, the whole, whole entire earth. Everybody. everybody. And he has a supply for everybody. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to start believing the gospel. Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news. God's not short. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He has more. He has an abundance supply for everybody. He's not short of anything. We've been programmed Concerning scarcity. There's only so much to go around and we got to dig it up. Uh, and God say, well, yeah, probably where you in your economy, but in the kingdom economy, we have plenty. So that's why he says thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's like, I got plenty. It's just, do you believe that? So I just choose to believe the report of the Lord and not the report of the economic, the economic, what they call it? Economists. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you think back uh, the, crash of 2008 2009 and people were losing their jobs people were losing their homes that stuff was all real and i know some people who actually took their own life yeah um a neighbor of my parents their son lived in another state had houses and money and a plane and the whole thing and lost it all took his plane up took it up to about 10,000 feet and took it straight down to the ground, wrote it down because he'd lost everything he thought in his mind. And I know that those things happened and I know that people were lost their 401ks and they lost all those things. What we always have to remember is that even in those dark hours where there's been a, a huge thing in the whole economy, not just ourselves, but the, the whole economy, or maybe it's just you lost your job. Everybody else is working but you just lost your job. What we got to remember is that God is never lacking. When when the government had to cut way back on this, that, and the other thing, and banks were closing and all those, God was not in heaven going, boy, we're just about broke, boys. I don't know what we're going to do. Start, start having a scarcity mentality. Yeah, he, he always has all the joy that he needs. He always has all the peace that he needs to give to his children. And we have got to get back to this concept, this idea, this knowledge, this this transformation that we realize that God is real. And it's back to that scripture, too. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this segment of the Faith on Fire. Of course, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep living by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.